We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me as always, Jack Manuel. And Jack, we're talking about the Nets' nine straight win tonight over the Cavs, 125-117. How are we doing? Kyrie Irving's pronouns are he is him. Yeah, he had a stretch at the end of the second quarter that was just ridiculous. Nick Claxton was huge late in this game. Kevin Durant did his thing. We're going to jump with that and plenty more. Make sure you check the buzz on all streaming platforms. But, Jack, where do we begin? I think it was the king of the fourth, Kyrie Irving, Nick, and the king of the second as well. Yeah. Like, he was just on one. I think the Nets had, like, a one-point lead, and then they finished off with, like, a 15-point lead. Yeah. And it was in the space of, like, three or four minutes or something like that. Three minutes and it, 54 seconds. It was insane. Like, Kyrie Irving was hitting absolutely everything. Three after three after three after three. And it's... It's weird because I think KD said it after the press when he was just asked about like his insane shooting. And you know, there was an article from Kurt Goldsbury on ESPN talking about like him having the best mid-range shooting season ever and the second best mid-range shooting ever is him from last season. So he's just, you know, own gaudy stats just continuing to defeat them. But I remember Kyrie Irving sort of saying in a, in a post game the other day as well, I think it was something about a comment about his from his dad saying like he needs to be a bit more balanced yep. and a bit more straight in terms of what his body positioning on his threes. And now I'm sort of like looking at that. And I'm just like, I know now when Kyrie Irving is going to hit his threes because he's both of those guys just have incredible body positioning and their shot making is just, it's out of this world, man. It's ridiculous. I think Kyrie hit maybe four threes at the end of the second quarter alone. And he had that one super deep one later in the game. That was just, it was just a shot. Um, and then like another point that we've talked about in the past is, you know, Kyrie and Katie both started the season a little cold from three. We expected them to get back to their career averages, but it feels like it's all kind of happened in this like burst, like tonight, seven of 11 for Kyrie, five of eight for Kevin Durant and just some incredible shots. And it just puts another level of pressure on the opposing team, even if sometimes you don't have the best space floor. Yeah, 7-11 is almost poetic from yeah. Kyrie Irving, given that but he, it, it was his three-point shooting that was just like masterful and Kevin Durant was was feeling it as well despite the fact that he fouled out tonight and the whistle was home court favored to to say the least 30 free throws to 17 free throws and that includes the Nets getting intentionally fouled at the end of the game and Darius Garland had 15 himself so 
while I think Darius Garland deserves you know a, a portion of those, I think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving deserved a greater portion of getting eight than eight or twelve between them. Yeah, it was just like it, it left a little to be desired, but it also is the way that the the Cavs play basketball and the way that the Nets play. You know, switching basketball. You know, if Garland got you know Utah Watanabe on a switch or anyone, but you know Kyrie Irving guarded him quite well today. I thought, um, well, it was just you know money for for those guys, but you know Clax was big and in the clutch. So it was just just great shot making all around, Nick. And yep. in terms of the stats, the Nets had an E field goal percentage of sixty eight point three which is the 97th percentile, their offense is just been something else. And this is against the best defense yeah. in the league, Nick. 125 points. Like, come on, man. Like, they had a, a not just 129 points, but a 130.2 offensive rating. Yeah. Like, again, against the best defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. They scored over 30 points in three quarters this game. The only quarter in which they scored under 30 was the third. They scored 26. You know, 34 in the first, 34 in the fourth. They took care of business. I think defensively, you know, Darius Garland got really hot in that second half. He started hitting absurd shots and just, you know, threes with a hand in his face. In the paint, he really was able to kind of get wherever he wanted. Maybe a better adjustment down the line, but overall, they found a way to win, and Clax had that huge block late in this game. Yeah, and I think Kyrie having a really great possession on him as well, 118, 111. Yeah. You know, I thought that his his defense is continuing to be pretty positive. And you know, Clax made a mistake in the game. You're the one that pointed it out, Nick, on on Twitter about him sort of gambling for yep. a steal. Uh, you know, you would rather see those than inattention and miscommunications on switches or whatever. But again, nonetheless, still a mistake. And look, I, I will take this win any day of the week. I think if there are fans or or people sort of discrediting the past couple of games from the Nets in terms of, you know, mini stretches where they haven't been playing well. They've beaten the Bucks and the Cavs. Yep. And, you know, the only team that they don't have on the top three, which the Nets are now a part of, they've overtaken the Cleveland Cavaliers and now only half a game behind the Milwaukee Bucks and are right there at the first seed with, against the Boston Celtics, is those Celtics. And I don't think the Nets were at their f- the fittest and healthiest. They had no sense of uh, offensive flow. The offense is clicking right now, and especially when you've got TJ Warren chipping in off the bench with an absolutely hater of a performance as well. Yeah, you have just so many offensive options and defensively, you know, there's been enough possessions in the game where they're forcing turnovers and getting active in transition. And when you're already a great offense and then you get those opportunities, you're just going to be even better. You know, they're really hitting their stride. And like you said, Jack, they beat two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference and continue to build momentum because they're not playing perfect basketball. They're making mistakes, but they're showing these spurts of being a really great team. As we alluded to, that spurt at the end of the second quarter, that four-minute stretch, they scored 20 points. They had 10 points in the quarter up until that point, and it wasn't just the offense getting hot. It was the defense locking down, and that's what gets you really excited about this team. Yeah, off live rebounds, the Nets are plus 6.9, 93rd percentile. Off transition plays, they were plus 11.4, 96th percentile. A lot of that in the first and second sort of quarters where Ben Simmons was just an absolute menace. Clax was an absolute menace. There was just, you know, defensive dynamism, you know, a, a plenty. You know, things, you know, slowed down a little bit, but, you know, overall. And you alluded to the dominance on both ends. Thing. The Nets are top five on both ends of the floor when it comes to offensive half-court possessions and defensive half-court possessions. When you are an elite team, it comes down to what you do in the half-court. Yes, transition plays, you know, as we alluded to tonight, when you have Ben Simmons and Nick Clacks and those sort of guys and Kevin Durant doing awesome things, if you can combine both half-court and transition 
you know, dominance, you are going to be not maybe an unbeatable team. Yeah. Not saying the Nets are unbeatable, but if they can do what they've been doing over this, you know, 15, 20, 25 game stretch, it's just something else. And they have proved to be, they are the form team in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, they are 13 and three in the clutch this season, best in the NBA. I mean, they just have so many options offensively to just cook you. And like you said, they're not unbeatable, but it gives you confidence they could beat anybody in a seven-game series just because of the offensive firepower. I mean, 60% from three tonight, 18 of 30. And yes, Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving got hot, but it's not like there aren't other guys. And that's two best three-point shooters, not including those two, didn't even play tonight. And you had TJ Warren going two of four. You had Yuta Watanabe going two of four. You had Royce O'Neal going two of three. Yeah. Like, it's... It's a it's a bevy of riches. You you alluded to Seth Curry being out with a non-COVID related illness. Joe Harris apparently is going to be out for the Hawks game as well. Patty Mills was you know a, 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 the only probably negative player on the floor tonight. You know you can make an argument for Edmund Sumner who was minus eleven, but I thought he at least did some positive things. But this is where the Nets can be deadly, and I think Jacques Vaughn's doing a, a good job of finding the combinations of four out where. Yeah. You know, the Nets will start the game with, you know, complete dominant defensive stretches when you've got Nick Claxton, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons on the floor together. And then you sub, you know, either Clax or, or Ben off. And you throw in TJ Warren, who was the first guy off the bench, 27 minutes for him tonight, which was something that we've been watching a bit. And we'll get into him in a little bit. But the rotation, the, the, the five-man lineup tonight that was doing a, a heap of damage was just, it, it was essentially the, the starting five sub out Clax for TJ Warren. But then when Clax was in there, it was just your know, defensive dynamism uh, as well. So the, the Nets, you know, uh, are on a hot stretch and they're capitalizing. Yeah, I think even, you know, Jacques Vaughn tried out some different lineups in this game and maybe he won't go back to that. Maybe he will in certain situations. We saw kind of like an all-length lineup late. You know, no Kyrie Irving, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons, Utah, KD, and Clax. So there's just a lot of options to roll with with this team. And especially like you mentioned, Jack, with TJ Warren having his best game of the season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
and like it was 27 minutes for him tonight, 9 of 14 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, 8 boards, 2 yep. of them offensive, 2 assists, 2 steals, only the one turnover was plus 16 for his 23 points. There were moments in the sort of fourth where you could feel him getting a little bit gassed, yep. but I think it'll hold him in instead to be able to play you know, when he's beyond his own capabilities. You know, this is going to be a performance that will hold him in, in very, very good stead going forward. And, look, he's a, a vet minimum signing. And, look, I was having these thoughts when we were sort of watching the game. TJ Warren is essentially what a lot of fans, opposing fans are complaining about with Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge on the buyout market. Everyone's like, oh, this is unfair. The Nets are getting everyone. It's, it's just not fair. And the Nets have gotten TJ Warren, Yuta Watsonabe, and Edmund Sumner on non-guaranteed or vet minimum deals. That's what fans should be complaining about. Not the names. The production that you are getting from TJ Warren alone is something that should have opposing fans shaking and quaking in their boots because he was incredible tonight. Yeah, and he's only going to get better. You know, he's only going to continue to get more confident and work more offensively. I think there's just stretches in the game where he's on the floor and he's out there with Kyrie or KD, and the other team maybe has one great defender, or when he's out there with both guys, you know, no team is going to have three great defenders. And now you get TJ Warren in a situation where he can attack Kevin Love in isolation, or he can attack Kevin Love when he already has an advantage because the team has such heavy rotations towards the superstar. So there's a lot of options, and he's playing basketball at a high level and understanding how his life can be super easy and that like little in between short to mid range shot it just feels very automatic and there's a couple times where he probably could have got a few more free throws look i'll run through a couple of plays from my notes you know he immediately enters the game and hits a quarter three yeah like he he doesn't need to warm up and that's what you want out of a role player you don't need them to like you know, to make the comparison point, Cam Thomas, who needs to get the rhythm, needs to get some shots up before he starts to sort of feel that flow, feel that rhythm. But he hits the corner three. Then the immediate possession after that, Kevin Rand feeds in the ball and he hits a crossover fluid mid-range shot. Then a couple of possessions later, he's posting up Darius Garland yep. too little, just t- just too little. Then he's he's taking goddamn you know it charges and it's he's got good defense and he had like a nice. Look, it wasn't the, the best transition sort of assist to Edmund Sumner, <laughs> but it worked. It was sort of like a, a little bit of synergy sort of there. I feel like the uh, ball got stuck to his hand on that play. Yeah, it, it was a little bit sticky. And I mean, the, the ball didn't want to leave him. It, it knew that, you know, our guy TJ Warren was hot, but he has been a revelation. And I think that he needs to start getting, you know, attention from objective national Kendrick Perkins, Serge Ibaka conversation sort of things. We need to hear this from the national pundits, Nick, because I, I, I want to hear it. We're hearing it on you know all the relevant Nets platforms, including the Brooklyn Buzz, but this was a game where you go, oh, shit, how the hell did the Nets have TJ Warren coming off the bench? Oh, wait, they got Yuta Watsanabe shooting goddamn over 50% from three and an, an, an absolute flame from the corners. This is scary. I mean, the scary hours begun at some point with James Harden and Drake like a couple of years ago. Uh, they're, they're, blo- they're bloody spooky right now, Nick. Yeah, I mean, they really are. And the one play you brought up that I really loved in this game was him posting up Darius Garland. 
you know, you find him a switch like that, he's going to work the guy under the hoop and get a shot he likes. And I think the Nets are going to have more opportunities to run, you know, pick and pop, slips, go screens for Kyrie and Katie up top with TJ Warren on the floor because it's going to be a lesser defender or they're just going to have to commit to to Kevin Durant or Kyrie. And we've seen that be a common theme and just having another offensive guy out there while having the spacing of a Utah and, you know, be it a Joe Harris or a Royce O'Neal on the floor. Things are really opened up for this team and it just becomes a pick your poison and hope somebody's having a bad night shooting wise. And on the opposing side, that's what the the sort of Nets did. You know, they sort of yeah. left you know, Lamar Stevens, Isaac Okoro. These guys sort Even of open. Mobley, they were more than happy to let him shoot a couple threes. Yeah, I was just like, and I mean, Jared Allen shot one, which <laughs> uh, left a little to be desired. We can have a discussion about Jared Allen versus Nick Claxton. It, it was a bit of a, a talking point on, on Nets Twitter, including from yours truly. But in terms of the the game plan and execution of late has been, you know, really, really top-notch. Jacques Vaughn deserves a lot of credit there. The players deserve a lot of credit there from the execution defensively. Just know, all right, yeah, you're, you're Lamar Steven. You're, you're not Joe Harris. I'm, I'm letting you take that one. You're not, you know, Donovan Mitchell. And I think that you know, Ben Simmons did a, a wonderful job on Donovan Mitchell, despite the fact that, you know, he, Mitchell had an okay game, but he was yeah, 5 or 16, though. Yeah. 5 or 16 from the field. He looked... And I think he had all of his 15 points in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. And there were just there were moments where you know, it reminded me of moments where Ben Simmons against Jordan Poole and he just had him in goddamn hell. They were getting an inbound pass and Ben Simmons is like, nah, this is mine. And he gets the steal, forces a turnover and Edmund Sumner or someone else, I can't remember who it was, got a dunk. I was just like, that's, that's something, man. That's like Kawhi Leonard sort of shit. I think the physicality just kind of really disrupts some of these players, especially the guards, and it makes them work. And we talked about it, you know, being physical with opposing team stars is just going to benefit. And I think, you know, over the course of the last couple of games, we were talking about this in the DMs, is Ben is starting to get back to that defensive level. And it wasn't only the defense on Garland. I thought his rotations have really started to improve, and he's becoming more of a presence inside as a defender. You know, he's impacting shots because of his strength down there, and his recovery speed has improved a little bit. So I think Ben's continuing to go in the right direction you know we'd love to see a little bit more from him offensively consistently but defensively he's in he's he's trending up yeah if you're looking at the four points and you're going to discredit ben simmons then don't bother even contributing to the conversation because the (laughs) nine boards including three offensive boards and about 14 tip outs i'm loving the fact that he's doing that and i'm loving the fact that you know, it's become a part of the Nets, and you know they won the rebounding battle tonight. Um, in in in, and that's also against a team that has Evan Mobley and Jared Allen as their and front. Kevin Love and Kevin Love, thirty-eight to thirty-three, they won the boards. But Ben Simmons got the Nets extra possessions. TJ Warren got the Nets extra possessions. Nick Claxton, you know, Kevin Durant got a bloody offensive board. Coming last time, KD got an offensive board, as well as the eight dimes for for Ben Simmons because he's like, let's get going and let's get going quick. He'll yeah. push the ball off, even a make. Like when Kyrie Irving's under the basket, he's like, "Ben, go, just just take it, man." And he will. He he might not have the offensive rhythm and fluidity of you know his peak days, but it it doesn't really matter when you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, T.J. Warren, Royce O'Neal. There's so many other guys that are contributing at such a goddamn high level. It allows Ben to really hone in defensively, and I think that is what's unlocking the Nets 
dominance because he doesn't need to be, be you know a guy averaging 17 you know eight and eight he can get four points and have just locked down defense make life hell for Giannis, make life hell for jordan paul make life hell for donovan mitchell and allow everyone else to just do their thing this is one of the best four-point games I've ever seen a player, a goddamn play, and three steals and one block for him as well that um, we forgot to mention, and only the three turnovers. His go-ahead, you know, passes in transition to just, like, be absolute daggers, you know, for the opposing teams. Uh, I just, I've said this time and time again, and I will continue to say it, Ben Simmons is making his skills felt on a team level on the identity of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I think definitely, especially with his passing and pushing the pace. And I think the next step for him is just making a couple more of those shots. I think it's turning some of the some of these pump fakes passes into easy layups and dunks at the rim because I think there's opportunities for that to happen. You know, the one that went off TJ Warren's hand, I think if he throws a pump fake pass, you know, fakes a pass right there, he probably has a wide open dunk. So as he gets more confident, he has, you know, 40 plus games to do that the rest of the season. I think that there's easily another level or two for him offensively. And again, that makes the net so much better when he can score. It's just another element that'll help them in the playoffs right now. I don't think it's that big of deal and he doesn't need to because of the other great offensive weapons. But I think there will be a time where we want to see more from Ben scoring wise. Yeah. And look, the, the, the offensive layer that does stick out is you know, him and Kyrie have a really nice two man game and Ben's able to kick out to Utah Watsonabe for three. But the one that really stuck out was that love to Nick Claxon where it was yeah. like Kevin Rand's getting a, a heap of the attention. They were playing zones and just nothing could stop the Nets offensively. And that little play there is why Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton can work together. You know, the numbers have shown the Nets, I think, are plus 19.8, you know, over the last 13 games where they've been the best team in the NBA in so many stretches. And they have like 120 offensive rating and like 102 or 100, like 98, something like that, their defensive rating. I put the stat out today. I should remember it. But it just shows you that how Jacques Vaughn is managing that duo is, is a credit to him. And he's unlocking the best of both because... Nick Claxton was something else tonight as well. He only, he missed four shots. That's a bad game for Nick Claxton. Yeah, it really was. But the shots that he did hit were contested over other seven footers. And he's showcasing more to his offensive game and just finding ways to have an impact there. And I think that's going to be something that's a, a factor for the Nets. There's going to be opportunities for Claxton Ben to have these shots inside the paint against good defenders. And if they can finish those, that's just another area the Nets can attack a team. Yeah, look, Nick Claxton proved tonight that he's probably better than Jared Allen. Now, I think that the bias that I have for that is obviously inherent being a Nets fan. But Jared Allen had one of the worst three-point shots I've seen since, I don't know, Dwight Howard shooting in the Taiwanese League. Um, and But also, just the offensive comfort that I think Nick Claxton has. Jared Allen's offensive game is limited to getting some free throws, trying to dunk the ball. Whereas Nick Claxton was hitting shots with his right hand tonight, his left hand, he was doing step throughs. His his offensive game has just improved, you know, tremendously. His defensive game is obviously dominant, and you know, ten points, four rebounds, minus sixteen, five and nine from the field. It was shocking to see that he was minus sixteen, and I think that when the Cavs went on their their runs, Claxton probably just happened to be out there um, in in certain stretches of the game, but. I still think Nick Claxton was was great tonight, and you alluded to that block on Darius Garland earlier. He and you know, the the tie up with Donovan Mitchell, the you know, tie up with Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, I think is even more impressive because of the type of athlete Donovan Mitchell is. 
Yeah, and I think you know the agility and fluidity and core that Nick Claxton has, and just a, a little tidbit on on Ben Simmons as well to start the game where he's having a go at Jared Allen, ties it up, yanks the ball away from him, and he just walks away. And Jared Allen's like complaining. It's just like, come on, man! Like you got to be a bit tougher than that, my guy. Like yeah, you, you're you're earning a solid amount of money, twenty million dollars. Do you think? But Ben's like, nah, I'm done with this. And Look, I've had I've had my words against Ben Simmons in the past, given the things that have happened with him and Jared Allen. But I'm now Team Ben Ten. Yeah, I mean, you just go with the team that you know your players on. And I think the thing with Jared Allen is that's always been a negative in his game. And we're not bashing Jared Allen here or anything. He just has necessarily not been that physical presence. And it's like you're a center in the NBA. You don't want to get thrown around by a forward like Ben Simmons. But that's beside the point. I think Ben provides that little bit of being an asshole that the Nets need on their team. You know, Blake Griffin did that at times. Ben Simmons is doing that, and he's a better player at this point in his career, and it's having an impact on the team. And like you said, he's he might not be playing the best basketball of his career, but his fingerprints are on this team. Yeah, NWA, Nets with attitude. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what, I mean, we know Claxton's got plenty of attitude. Every dunk yeah. he has, he definitely has some extra juice in it. So those guys are just providing to be a really nice front court combo, and you know, proving that they can at least spend some minutes on the floor. I'm not sure still if it's going to be the perfect combination in the postseason, but until we get there, we'll keep rolling with it. And also, I think, as you mentioned, Jack Vaughn's done a really nice job of making quick adjustments. Hey, it's not working. The other team's, you know, making adjustments to us. All right, what can we have Ben and Clax do to have an impact? You know, you're, you're seeing Claxton and Ben both really start to set a ton of off-ball screens, and that's led to a lot more open threes you know, tonight I saw provide Kevin Durant an open three, and that's something that's just rare to happen for this team. Yeah, it's also rare that it take, it's taken us 20 minutes to speak about <laughs> Kevin Durant and his individual game. I apologize to any KD stands listening, you know, but but it was 32. Just a light work for Kevin Durant, and I alluded to a great article from Kurt Goldsbury on ESPN.com, finally getting the national attention. A lot of people are jumping on that MVP bandwagon that you and I believe. I still believe he's the best player in the NBA. His two-way play has been incredible. 36 minutes, did fail out for his first time as a Brooklyn net. 10 of 18 from the field, 5-8 from three, 7 of 8 from the free-throw line, 9 boards, which is a really good number for him, 5 steals, the 4 turnovers, 32 points. I love it when like Kevin Durant is is smiling with a bit of attitude. Like yeah. when Evan Mobley gives away the dumb foul, and that should have been a tech. Like he was like standing over him, and I'm like, I've seen way worse techs given to Kevin Durant for such a lesser bullshit. But that's beside the point. I was actually like, surprised they didn't review that play for a reckless closeout because he 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 didn't have any control. He essentially just like jumped into Kevin Durant. He didn't maybe get in his landing space, but it was as reckless as of a closeout as you can have. Yeah, to provide a really niche reference, a, a really niche wrestling reference, like Rikishi jumping <laughs> on a guy with his hips and just like shaking all over him. Yeah. And then Kevin Durant's just like, wait, what's this guy doing to me right now? Yeah. But there was also another moment. I just, I look for body language and, and sort of as chemistry sort of things. And when Kevin Durant had a, a lob to Ben, which Ben didn't hit, and he got to the free throw line, Katie sort of smiling, and he was like, yeah, that's my bad. Should have had it a little bit higher for you. And Ben smiles like, you're good, my guy. You're good. Those little things just sort of stick out to me a little bit about Kevin Durant's comfort, Kevin Durant's just you know, flow, and he's just he's unstoppable. He hit like a, a, a deep two over Jared Allen. And a lot of people who are like Kevin Durant naysayers are like, yeah, he can hit like he's these mid ranges, but he does it over guys that are like six, five Jared Allen's like, if anything, probably taller than him. And if you're hitting over that Afro, like that guy's like seven foot four with that thing. 
Kevin Durant is just on one. And, like, I'll find the numbers that Kurt Goldsbury tweeted out. Obviously, these are before uh, tonight's game, Nick. But I'll let you go on a little bit of a, a, a tangent on, on Kevin Durant and how incredible that he's been. Yeah, I think you love the shots over Jared Allen, over Evan Mobley, over anybody. I thought the Nets actually in this in this game probably could have done a better job of making sure that Katie got some more favorable matchups, but it really didn't matter. You know, I thought that they could have done some more pick and roll, pick and pop stuff with him and Kyrie to get Katie on Darius Garland. Yeah, they did it once or twice in the fourth before he fouled out. Yeah, you like to see that maybe a little earlier in the game, but I think there was he he was just very comfortable attacking anyone, and I think. In the Nets Cavs playoff series, you feel would feel really good with this matchup because the Cavs have absolutely no answer for Kevin Durant. Yeah, and like you could say that the Nets have no answer for Darius Garland, and yeah. which ones cancel each other out? You know, I think that because the Nets also have Kyrie Irving and the the, the greater depth of talent in the roster, that's what sticks out. Yeah, I think the Garland thing is too is just like he hits incredible shots, and I'm not sure who or what you throw at him in that situation. Yeah, no, I think he, you just, you just pray. Like you, yeah. you, you put, you put your two hands up and you pray simple as that. Especially when he was hitting some of those like step back threes that were just like him and Donovan Mitchell are a great duo to stop, you know, as a defense because are a tough duo to stop because of their ability to just attack you in so many ways. And they're just very slippery and they have a great ability to get inside. And a lot of guards lack that in between game. And the Cavs have two players that are elite in it and Mitchell and Garland. It, it's, it's truly wild. And the numbers, Nick 58.5% on two point jumpers last season, he shot 54.3%, which was second all time. Kevin Durant becoming a better shooter you know, as he gets older, is just something insane. And the fact that it's it reminds me of the doubt that a, a lot of people had of, of Golden State. Like, can a jump shooting team win the championship? This Nets team and the identity that's built around Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, uh, for that matter, as well, because some of the shots that he hit tonight over some of the guys were just insane. Um, he's, I think his shot making tonight was probably a little bit, you know, more... Uh, impactful given the, the way that he was playing but the the way that the nets are playing right now in terms of their identity look is it sustainable you know i might have to get matt brooks again on for sustainable stats and look into some of the numbers but man it is it's a joy to watch and the nets are doing it against the best so it's sustainable at least for now yeah i think it, you obviously the percentages might you know get a little bit closer to the career averages for everybody but at the same time, the Nets are designing their team to play this way and they're looking to generate the shots that they're taking. You know, they're not they don't have a shot diet that they don't want. This is all by choice the way they're playing. Maybe, you know, sometimes a little bit more contested shots. But for the most part over this winning streak, it's been a lot of really good basketball and a lot of team basketball. You know, as we've talked about in the past, like they just keep generating a high assist number, you know, tonight, 27. And we've seen them pretty much be steady over 25 during this winning streak. Yeah, that that's a big part of their identity. You know, Ben Simmons is a big part of that, and I think that the way the teams are defending them as well, the fact they have quality three-point shooters, you know, just makes it easier when they're throwing zone at them. It's like, all right, well, let's just move the ball around, find someone in the mid-range, and they'll hit a mid-range shot. It's just like, well, 
that they've just got so many different weapons and just just great talent are really executing the game plan and just playing in a in a semblance of flow. But you know, just some general team numbers before we end this one, Nick. You know, it's currently you know 38 degrees Celsius. So for anyone who is in the right part of the world and knows how hot I am right now, only the Nets are, are, are hotter. But the Nets have been 17 and six, you know, against the conference. They're 12 and five at home, 10 and 17 away, nine and one in their last 10. They are half a game behind the Bucks. Uh, and only ooh, two games behind those bo- those pesky Boston Celtics. So the the way that the Nets are going right now, Nick, you know, a lot of people are calling them that they be the the one seed come the All Star break. We got our fingers and toes crossed, but hopefully we can take care of business against the Hawks. And I'm going to be away for a couple of days, going on holiday. I'll be keeping an eye on Nets world. Nick will be taking care of things more than capably on the buzz. But hopefully the Nets continue their winning ways. Jack, I think we just got to touch on your boy Utah Watanabe before we get out of here. Oh, obviously. Utah Watanabe! Yeah, but other than the threes, I just want to point out the one play in which he the had drive? to finish over Jared Allen. Yeah, that was just a, a very tough finish over a great rim protector, and Utah just providing a little bit more. I think defensively it was a tough matchup for him, but overall the guy continues to impress. Yeah, I think Utah is better off guys that aren't as quick and fleet of foot. He's better yeah. against guys that are a bit bigger, a bit stronger, sort of like, you know, more wing types. But, you know, that that drive that you sort of had, and, you know, he had a nice little cut off of Ben, of ben Simmons' yeah. uh, assist as well. You know, like I think to see it, more of that. Yeah, I think Utah is just a, a really willing mover and mover of the basketball. His decision-making is really high like he has a really high iq it seems a a little bit reductive to sort of just say he's a high iq basketballer but like to be able to just finish that sort of straight line drive that you alluded to nick to make the right cuts to get out of the way at the right time to create space for kenner and Kyrie irving to just move the basketball hit his threes with such speed fluidity and just absolute weaponry he is uh, he's a dime he's a diamond in the rough Yeah, he really is. And I think he's going to continue to get more comfortable in his role, especially defensively in terms of like funneling and using help. But we'll touch on another episode. Jack, always a pleasure. Big thanks, everybody, for listening and happy holidays. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.